Hi there, Caution Shots fans. This is Devo, and I'm one of the producers here of Caution Shots, and I work for the Soundstooth Network, and it's the Soundstooth Network that brings you Daniel DeVore's takes on auto racing every single week. So please download our Soundstooth app in the iOS App Store or the Google Play Store and follow us on social media at Soundstooth. That's S-O-U-N-D-S-T-O-O-T-H. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Hit us up on that gram. And now on to this week's show of Caution Shots. Caution Shots time. I'm your host, Daniel Navore, and welcome to episode two. We're going to do a little recap of what was the final three races of the 2019 NASCAR season. We got three champions and three sort of different races. I think Friday's night truck series race was kind of similar to the Sunday's race. But Saturday's race took home what was the best race of the weekend with the best racing for sure. But we're going to start out with Sunday's Cup race. And we have now a two-time champion, and that is Kyle Busch, who ran a fantastic race on Sunday. Probably wasn't the strongest car. I think that was going to go to Martin Truex Jr., but they ran a race with zero issues on pit road, zero issues on the track. And really a strong overall day altogether. So major props to that team. Great calls by Adam Stevens to have the performance in the car there at the end to be able to pull out what was a pretty caution-free race. Long runs all day long. So it made some interesting chances. You didn't have a lot of chances to make corrections on your car, so you had to do it when you could and make the right call. So... And you saw that, and especially with guys like Truex Jr. who had trouble in the pits, putting the wrongs. You don't see that all year long, but the pressure of the championship race gets to you. And the guys switch the left and right side tires. Then you saw guys like Chris Gabehart and the 11 team go out there, put a, a way too much tape on Denny Hamlin's car, have the overheating issues, and then just having to come back in, ruining their days. They fought back, got back on the lead lab, just could never get the caution. Kevin Harvick, he was on. He was out there. He was running four of the four guys. He was way back. They had to hold out, try to hope for a caution. Never got it. So a lot of guys there were hoping for a caution at the end of the race to have a chance to beat Kyle Busch. I think at the end of the race, you saw Truex car had a little bit more speed. He got it down to, I think, about 3.8 seconds, 3.5 seconds around there at the end. Just couldn't get the caution. And even if they got a caution, I think they would have had to come back into pit. And I don't think they would have had the the early speed in the car on those short runs. So short run speed in the car. So that would have been interesting. I think if they would have caught a caution with about 15 laps to go, I don't know if you would have a different winner, but I would for sure put Denny, Ham- Denny Hamlin or Kevin Harvick with a chance as they had some short run speed in the car. Especially with Harvick early in the race, you saw it there. But the track changed as the sun went down. And Kyle Busch and Adam Stevens, they really had the the changes in the car to have that consistent speed that they needed to stay out front to be, to make Kyle a two-time champion. 
you know, not the most popular winner and definitely wasn't the most exciting race, but good for him. You know, as much as people hate Kyle Busch and he had the quote about saying even Jesus had his doubters out there. So it's hard to prove it's, he's always fun to watch a race. So I have no problems with him winning. I, th- uh, you know, it was what it is, what it is. And that's, and that was the cup race on Saturday. That's really or Sunday. And that's the best way to put it. The, the package really didn't make for an exciting race. It really needed some of the NASCAR theatrics of throwing some cautions and make it really exciting, but to props to them, they kept it clean. They kept it more like a real genuine sport and they didn't throw the cautions when, when they could have, they could have easily thrown a couple of cautions there, but they didn't and kept it as it was. But on Saturday, the Xfinity series race, wow, that was the action was intense. It was great racing all day long. I had predicted that Christopher Bell would get the win, that they would have the speed in the car, and I was wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong to doubt Tyler Reddick and what a show that he can put on at Homestead Speedway. Running that wall all day long. They just had the speed. It was fun to watch Cole Custer try his best to mimic Reddick and just put the car out there as far as on the edge as he could ran out. Of, it really wasn't, I wouldn't say he ran out of talent. It just didn't have the setup or just really the, the knowledge or the, the ability to run how Reddick runs that track, especially in the Xfinity car. He was gaining on there a little bit at the end, but he put it, he had to just overdrive the car and put it in the wall. And, and Reddick was just on a rail up there on the top and pulled away. Bell really just didn't have the speed all day. All guy, like he always does, if he can't win, he's going to try, and he put it in the wall and ruined his day. But what a fantastic Reddit goes back to back. Two different teams, both in Chevys, though, but two different teams. That's a great thing. It's going to be exciting to see those three guys next year move up to the Cup Series. I don't think either will be a a championship. I don't think they have the teams that they're going to go to to be there. Um I wouldn't be surprised, though, if all three of them are not in the top 16 to make the playoffs at the end of the year, but I really doubt they have the speed to make it to the final eight or to the the round of eight, and definitely not to the final four, which will be in Phoenix next year. And there has been some discussion, at least, of changing the big spoiler on the smaller track, so hopefully that comes to comes to be and we get some better racing on those shorter tracks then let's look at friday night's race it was the austin hill show for sure that truck apparently is now three and oh um <laughs> too bad it didn't work at phoenix or they would have been there winning a championship because that truck was dominant all night long got back a little bit in the pack who was able to drive back through everybody get back up front but the champion goes to the seasoned veteran of Matt Crafton. They didn't win a race all year. It's got some people upset about the playoff format that once again, or you will, that finally somebody can win it without winning a race, but that's how it's set up. You run second or third. I, I thought um, we would Friday night, we would have somebody win the race that wasn't the champion. That came to be. It was not who I thought it was going to be, of course, but that's, that's here or there. But Matt Crafton, they had a consistent truck all night long. I think about after lap 15, uh, all those trucks of Crafton 
Chastain, Moffitt, Friesen were all running consistent. It was all about track position at that point. Uh, Stuart Friesen lost all his track position coming in for a green flag pit stop with the, a slower truck in front of him, and they just never got the caution to bunch back up the field and gain any of that track position back up. So that had to be frustrating. They had great season. All those guys had great seasons. I know Crafton had speed in the truck all year, just never was able to finish it out and win. They had a lot of issues with motors and stuff. But it was good to see uh, Ross Chastain. They a great season, made it for a fun season. Uh, you can't hang your hat there. I mean, they they were going for it and uh, just couldn't have the speed there at the end to make it happen. So a fantastic season in the trucks. And, you know, looking ahead to the 2020 season, already a lot of announcements. you got to be excited about the Gander now RV and uh, Outdoors series. They got a new logo. Make sure they got that RV out there on there. It's pretty sweet. So the 2020 season is looking fantastic for the trucks. going to be a lot of strong trucks. Uh, GMS Racing is going to have five strong trucks. Don't know exactly what's going to happen with Friesen, if he's going to come back. There are some rumors that he might be moving over to the Xfinity Series, but we shall see. Now, let's move on. We'll come back for some Cup uh, NASCAR news here in a little bit, but we got some... Getting ready to look at some stuff that's going to lead us up to the Chili Bowl Nationals. And there's some races starting up. It's the off-season, so a lot of the guys that don't run midgets full-time are entering some midget races. And last night was a perfect opportunity for guys to get their first taste of the lead-up season or the preview season or the whatever you want to call it to get ready for the Chili Bowl Nationals. And it started last night in California. It was the Hangstown 100 races. They had two nights of racing. Um, didn't get a chance to watch it, so don't know. I, I do know what I read, and it looked like it was our typical Chris Bell and Kyle Larson show, but it was mostly a dominant night from Kyle Larson running his own midget picking up the win in the feature and winning the points run races. They do a two-night total points for that and a $32,000 payday. Pretty decent payday for a USAC race. I don't think I've seen a payday like that in a while. I know maybe for one of the USAC shows, I think it was one of the most expensive payouts they've had. So that was great to see. Good car counts. I think they had over 50 cars. That went out there, and uh, Bell, I don't think, planned on running it, and he got kind of a last-minute decision that he wanted to go out there. I don't think Boat wanted to run it, and they got some time in the seats. As that will be the cars they are running at the Chili Bowl this year, is they're not going to be running for the Keith Coots Motorsports like they have in the past. So Kyle Larson got the win. It was a who's who of the guys that you'll probably see on Saturday night in the Chili Bowl Nationals. Uh CV was in there, Geo Celsi. I think CV got some issues in one of the heat races that kind of made his night a little bit tougher. So that's um, maybe I like I not see. I didn't get to watch the race, so I didn't really can't tell. I just know what I read that Kyle Larson kind of dominated the show, which is not surprising. You put him in a midget, he's going to run out front, and even though it's not a Keith Coons Motorsports car, probably pretty close to the same thing. It's great to see Dylan Welch out there. I think he's 
got some momentum going into the Chili Bowl Nationals this year. That'll be fun to see. Always it comes down to what heat, heat race. Um, CV was in there, the fourth bell. You know, Jerry Coons Jr. got a top 10 in the points. Pickens was there. Bacon, my uh, early predict- prediction of who's going to win the Chili Bowl this year. Stenhouse made the show. I think he had some issues in the A feature. So a lot of guys who will be there on Saturday night, the main event night of the Chili Bowl, were getting some time in their seats last night. And a big show as well. And all these shows are big shows leading up to the Chili Bowl Nationals. Got the Turkey Night uh, Grand Prix coming up next week. That'll be another chance for these guys to get in some seat time. And then it'll be the Gateway um, Nationals, the indoor race there in St. Louis, which I haven't had the opportunity to go to yet, but uh, hope to get to in the near future. Well, now we'll look back at some of NASCAR news that's coming out this week. And there was a big story as Jimmy Johnson will be retiring after the 2020 season will be the final year for him. Uh, That'll be good for some tracks. You know, you'll have some uh, probably some $48 specials here and there at every one of the tracks are going to go to this year. Um, You know, it's in my lifetime, there hasn't been a driver that has had the record as Jimmy Johnson. It hasn't been as flashy as all the time. He's kind of that, not that personality that goes over as well as, say, that Dylan Hart had or Richard Petty with the rabid fan base. But he's seven-time champion for a reason, so it's a pretty big deal um, for NASCAR to have probably one of their top five drivers of all time retire. Um, it'll be exciting. I think uh, it'll help him get a little bit of media attention, um, especially the last year of this generation of cars. So I think that was kind of uh, expected. I don't think it came out of uh, left field at all. So, and so I mean, it'll be it'll be interesting to see if it has any pickup on ratings. I don't believe it will. I don't think he has that huge of a. A following. I think you might see a little bit more interviews on some mainstream media outlets. He'll do some morning shows and stuff like that. That'll help at, definitely at the end of the year. If they can turn that car around and be in a championship position, which I think they can. I think they had runs at the end of the year that you kind of started to see um, that he'll be there. He'll make the playoffs next year for sure. And um, I think I wouldn't be surprised if he makes the round of eight that's where it might get a little tough because I think they're kind of, I think you saw at the end of the year, they were, especially at Homestead, they had a strong run going to Homestead that I think they're probably a sixth or seventh or eighth place kind of car all year long. And I think that's all with Hendricks. So if that team gets a little bit better, but I mean that battle for the top four is going to be really tough next year. I think with Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, all those guys are knocking on the door. for the, So that round, I think they can make it to the round of eight. And at that point, it's all about maybe getting lucky, and Jimmy Johnson could be there. And if he makes the Final Four, I think that will help the the ratings for sure in that final race. Some other news out there. Um, I saw a little bit of a that Ryan Blaney could begin to do sponsor with the Advanced Auto Parts in 2020. Had a little teaser for that. Still kind of curious to see if uh, Miller Lite's coming back. It hasn't been on any of the Brad Keselowski uh, mark uh, makeups yes of cars for their sponsors for 2020 so that'll be interesting to see i think it'll be a sad day if we lose another one of the beer sponsors i think every beer should be on a car i just think it makes for a better 
optics, if anything, uh, to have the cars. I was sad when the Miller Lite car had ran more of a limited schedule um, this year. I don't know. It's just weird. I just, I don't know. I'm, something about seeing it out there makes it seem more big time. Uh, I, you know, no offense to Discount Tire. I'm not going to trash anybody that sponsors cars because we'll, we need all the help we can with sponsorships. So, but it's just something about having a big brand, name brand that you see everywhere like Miller Lite. It's just fantastic to see. And hopefully they stick around. Um, maybe it's just a negotiation. Penske is uh, usually pretty good at selling things. And now with Indianapolis Motor Speedway, there's going to probably be some tie-in to some of his car sponsorships as well. Because if you want to make a deal there, you're going to also have to probably make a deal with the other Penske operations as well. So that'll probably be able to help him sell some sponsorship on that car um, and his other cars as well. Outside of that, some other cup news. Go Fast Racing, Corey LaJoy, uh, kind of one of those hidden, got a great podcast uh, to listen to. He's uh, still hasn't decided if he's coming back to Go Fast. I'm sure they're maybe looking at a little bit of money. It'll be interesting to see where uh, Daniel Suarez money goes to on one of the cup teams that are looking for rides. So it's going to probably pick up here in a little bit. I would say probably after Thanksgiving you'll start seeing more of these guys that haven't signed anywhere and kind of fill up their plans because the off season comes quick or goes by quick and you'll be needing it ready. It's as, as of the release of this podcast, we're only 86 days away from the 2020 Daytona 500. That's it for this week. It's kind of an, a little bit of an off week for racing. Uh, as they get ready next week, we'll have the Turkey night grand prix. We can kind of go over, Snowball Derby's coming up as well that we'll look at. That's always a fun race for the late models. Slowly learning a little bit more. Don't have too many late model races or asphalt races around here for in my area, so I'm not too familiar about it. Uh, the Fans' Choice uh, TV has gave me the opportunity to watch a bunch of that asphalt racing, kind of go a little bit more about it. Picking back up on iRacing as well has been able to for me to learn a little bit more to kind of follow and that makes it fun to follow as well so i'll have a little bit of the snowball derby who i picked to win you'll see if you want to see some of the young and upcoming guys that you'll see in the cup series the snowball derby is always a great opportunity always a lot of excitement and always a lot of the drama that you gotta love in short track racing all over the country that really needs to be i think more shown out there uh, a lot of people complain that it's always full of drama but you know that's what makes it exciting to me that you never know what could happen. So till then, this has been episode two. We'll try to get some guests on here in the off season. It's going to get a little slow, but we'll keep previewing up the races. That's going to lead to the Chili Bowl Nationals. Got some big ones coming up. Uh, we've got the Tulsa shootout as well to look forward to. Got a bunch of injuries coming in for that. I think they got about 300 cars uh, or 300 drivers injured so far. 857 entries. So there'll be a bunch of guys running multiple divisions like always. And then we got Supercross kicking off in January. So that's the beauty of racing. It never stops. Always something going on. I even caught some of the Brazil F1 race last week. That was actually a, one of the more exciting F1 finishes. Um, had the late caution, late restart. You could tell those guys haven't done that in a while. As That was an interesting restart for sure with the, some guys running into each other there. Not a huge F1 fan. I'll, I'll turn it on in the mornings. Uh, it's when it's on but uh so that was exciting um and uh, always always interesting to watch supercross so that'll be coming up there'll be more news like i said you'll probably get more cub announcements coming up after thanksgiving weekend 
this is the opportunity to go out there. I know they got the award ceremony coming up. Some guys usually finalize deals with that. I saw Tyler Reddick. He was out at uh, Universal Studios uh, rocking his fire suit, uh, signing autographs. The uh, Always one of the most awkward things is when you have to do sponsor or event stuff and they force the guys to wear their uniforms. Uh, something you don't see in other sports, but uh, I don't I, I do wish they would in other sports. I wish they made baseball players always wear their uniforms or the football guys always wear their pads and uniforms. That would be pretty sweet, but you don't see that very often. Until then, we'll release another episode next week with Thanksgiving week. It might be a little bit different on when I'm coming out, but for right now, Friday seems to be the day. And just catching up on some quick things here online before I leave. Snowball Derby's entry list reaches 53, so up to 53. Um, I haven't seen who and who is in there. And and yep, nothing else. Uh, some of the TV ratings news, yeah, Homestead was down. That's frustrating, but, yeah, you know... It's tough this time of the year to get good ratings, and I think if you turn that race on, you probably weren't that exciting, so you probably didn't stick it out to the end. So, well, outside of that, I'll be back next week for episode three, the Intimidator episode, and uh, maybe we'll get a little look back, and I'll try to find a guest if I can. Till then, enjoy the start of the holiday season.